0: You are now tuned in to the Snobby Boy Podcast. We are in business. You know, it's not in business, or was not in business, is your fucking armband.
1: Shameful, <laughs> absolutely shameful. The problem I, like,
0: has been rectified,
1: and 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 dishonest. You know, just <laughs> completely fucking dishonest. It, it, what? It, 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 your wife found it for you no no no. i
2: I found it she had just moved it and Mm. it was true to my recollection at the time but i have dad brain to the fullest and my memory is not what it used to be
0: well it looks like the
2: band's back together so that's the important (laughs) thing right let's focus on the positives here right all right guys and it's and it's good to go
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Snobby Boy podcast. I am your host, Colby, along with my homeboys, Joe and Kyle. Hola. What's going on, folks? Today we're gonna go over a few topics, uh, specifically the transfer window. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about Bernie. We're gonna talk a little bit about a little bit about Kyle. Uh, obviously, with a very sad heart, Ilkai is now gone. And yeah, I don't even know what more to say that I'm still kind of stumped over it. Uh, then we got kovacic He's a new city player. welcome. We're yeah. gonna talk a little bit about uh, Gavardi all and then also is Declan. is Declan really necessary, guys? I don't think so. but Bernardo, let's talk about Bernardo.
1: Well that's quite a saga so far,
0: <laughs> isn't it? He's been he's been uh tracked to be with PSG. Barcelona now he's well so says they have offered one of the Saudi clubs have offered him a lucrative deal close enough to Cristiano Ronaldo's salary from what I understand how true that is I don't
1: know. Yeah what was it Al Hilal or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if he wants to whatever that that would make it a lot easier to get over him leaving too. But uh, I mean you know. We in this new era of city football, we are existing in a time where we do have to keep it fresh. We do. And we're doing it. So we do have to get used to, you know, cutting ties with people at the same time. And Mm. like they just don't quite fit our mold anymore and or don't want to play with us for whatever reason, because I don't. Yeah. But with Bernardo, I don't think he's going to go. I I really don't. I think that the players are going to keep him. Yeah, I really uh, hope so. I mean,
2: go
0: ahead. You go ahead, Colby. I really hope so, too, because uh, I I don't know. We talked about this the last episode. I I had mentioned a little bit about it, about how um, in the tube before they were coming to the parade, uh, Jack was definitely getting in his ear like, dude, you better fucking stay. We need you. You are a fantastic fucking player and your services are needed here and not elsewhere. So stay.
2: Yeah, Bernie's been one of my favorites for a while, and what he's maintained from the get-go about the last two years, about potentially leaving, was he wanted to be closer to home and be in a different climate and just be near his family some more. So if he then would about-face and then leave for the money to go to Saudi Arabia, I personally would feel very betrayed from the player who I felt had been super honest and upfront about his intentions. And I would not begrudge somebody who wants to leave, be closer to the family. When Leroy Sané left to go back to Germany, when Ferran Torres left to go to, to Barcelona and back to Spain, that's your home country. I get it. I'm not going to begrudge you that one bit. But and England is cold and
1: sucks. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I'm And Like you said, we want to refresh the squad. We want to you know, keep guys here that want to be here. But I would be very disappointed if if he leaves and chooses to go to Saudi, I would be particularly disappointed in him just because that's not what he said was the priority for him. And if his priorities change, he needs and wants to, you know, rack up some dollars and get paid over there. More power to you. We will replace him. And keep on moving forward because that's what we do. But I, I would be very disappointed if if that's the route he decided to go. But I don't I don't think he's going to go there either. So
0: I would love to get on not today, but I would definitely love to get on talking about who would even replace him that's even available at this point. Um you know, we're going to talk here a little bit about Declan Rice, but that's not a natural position for him to be playing. So that is not going to be uh that's not going to be something that happens that everybody's projecting to happen I think mm-hmm. um so with so with Bernie's contract he's you know he's still here he wants there's a potential we're gonna re-up with him yeah, walk- the
2: recent recent stuff today was he was going to be uh offered a more lucrative contract with us to try to keep him in Manchester
0: as well I've been seeing so well, he's needed. We definitely need him. One hundred percent.
1: No one works like he does, honestly. No,
0: no, not at all. His work ethic is absolutely crazy, especially when he's on. When oh. His presses, yeah. Then, it, yeah. He's he's so wiry. <laughs> he is wiry. <whitey.
2: laughs> <laughs> he's a nuisance. He's just a pest mm-hmm. to the other teams, and you just you got to have guys like that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of pests, he's a pest up and down the wing. Kyle Walker. Um,
1: yeah, ask Ignatius about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in your pocket. Got him in your pocket. What do you think this contract situation is going to entail or come to? Well,
2: the latest is that he was being courted by Bayern because they're looking to replenish their, their fullback positions. But I've also seen and been reading that we're offering going to offer him a, a new contract with some improved detail uh, contract details to to keep him around too. And I don't think he really wants to leave England. Um, he's been here his whole career yeah. between Tottenham and and Man City and he's coming to the twilight of his career and why would you want to trade in a whole new league and leave when you've carved out a, a, a role? I mean midseason mm-hmm. he was, not getting as much time, but the last last third of the season, he was an automatic starter pretty much up until the Champions League final with uh, with Diaz and and either Ake or Kanji on the right side of that back three. So there's a clear role for him and a path for playing time. He's one of our leaders. He's on that uh, five uh, five man leadership team that we have. So and I yeah. I, I think the reports of him being dissatisfied with not starting the Champions League were overblown I'm sure he was disappointed not to start um but the way that the reports were being sensationalized were that it was enough for him to be wanting to leave and I'm not sure
1: that that's totally accurate so you gotta love when they do that though stupid journals well and that's that's what all of this is it's just it's just it's the same thing with Bernie in Saudi Arabia I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's probably just somebody approached him. From Alil mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're like, Oh, he wants to go now. Get the fuck out of here. The dude, it just really, was pro- you know, it
0: really it's it's funny to me. I feel like just in the last couple of transfer windows, we'll go, you know, last summer, winter transfer, and then this one. Journos have seemed to be desperate as shit for a story because let's be honest, those this window as a, as a whole. Uh, not just for City has been rather slow. It's you definitely would think, been quiet. with yeah, like you would you would think that. I mean, the only pe- the only people, especially in the, in the Premier League, that have made any moves is Chelsea, and that's because they're offloading all their shit or all their players
1: that to be able to make room, <laughs> and because
0: of, they don't want to catch a a financial
1: fair play charge, which is a whole other thing that they're trading directly with that Saudi club, and they're like, that's that's a lead uh stake owner in chelsea i mean not yeah. that it's anything different from what city does to be fair so i have nothing but respect for good business i'm just saying that's what's going on
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah but we don't spend 600 million and the windows fucking 18 months yeah yeah I mean, it was even less than that it was between the summer and winter transfer winter, they right. spend yeah. that much money and all of those players of who they bought didn't even make an impact to the team. don't know how you can, when you change your coach four times, but
1: that's another story. I think it's uh, hilarious that Keppa is going to be their starter now. And like, like Mendy's at like, they've just, it's, it's such an upheaval there that I, I don't, maybe that's the whole beauty of bringing Poch in at this time, but like, I don't know. I just think it's stupid. Like you cannot have any kind of gel between the players when, when no. you just tossed out all your leaders, is out, like, you know, all these mm-hmm. different people that were big friggin' players. And now you just have low set, like, what, who is that kid that they got in the winter, that striker who is just absolute shit? Um, uh, it's definitely not in coup and coup. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do like that guy. That's, that's a great signing. I wish we had gotten yeah. him, honestly. Um, but, uh, Nah, whatever the i don't know eastern european guy um, um mudrick yeah thank you but i mean like you know you, you how much was he like 85 or something it was expensive yeah. Shit, wasn't he yeah he was. And he did nothing <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> like no goals no assists come on but i guess they do have a lot of like 22 to 24s now so mm-hmm they have an
0: extremely young team that was not used and in all honesty how could you use them when there was nothing solidified in the plans not not only that but like you had so many veterans if you will on that squad that were they they weren't exactly earning their spot it felt like let's not go too far into chelsea but like No, we can shit talk a little bit. I mean, we shit talk a little bit. I, I, I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste my time on something so low. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, a, I know you that you guys have said a couple of times where you know Bolie's doing good business and stuff like that. There's a part of me that thinks he's he's still not quite comprehended what's needed. I I, I I can see how he
1: knows how to play with the books. I mean, because he's done it for years with the Dodgers. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I think we're getting from him. I think that actually as far as like transfers are going, I think he's just given like, you know, the, the management carte blanche. Mm-hmm. Just like, go, let me know what you want. Here's the fucking money. Let's play. Let's win trophies, although they're not. No,
0: and it's really funny. I've talked to a couple of Chelsea supporters um, just oh. recently, and one of which um, is actually Kyle and I's former podcast host, Alfie Lauda. Alfie! Um, even, even he's like – he doesn't really have a lot of faith that Chelsea will be able to do anything in the coming years as long as Pep is here. And that's pretty much been the consensus of other Chelsea supporters that I've talked to as well is that until Pep's gone – there's really not much of a chance in hell for most of these teams. Um, the only the only person that could really be our ooh, kryptonite is Arsenal because Mikel knows how we play, but obviously we handled them twice last year. Not only them, but um, we seem to have an issue at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, that's a truth. That we need to fucking correct this year. It's definitely a bugaboo. Um, it is a big bugaboo. Um,
2: that shit's so yeah, annoying I mean, because then they'll turn around and lose like 2 0 to like a Bournemouth or something like that after exact, or yeah, beating or... us. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking frustrating that we can't seem to crack that nut.
1: Well, they treat it like a friggin' final every time. Like it's like right. the only game that right. they're going to have. Like, oh, we beat City. Well, good for you. You know, City has three trophies. What do you have? Um... No, no, sorry. I'm, Zero. I want to see I, I want to see, I see Wait, where hey, Pat, no, Sorry. I want to see where pull off a shirt again for a no
0: goal. <laughs> oh, that sorry was so good. It. That shit was so good. He did it four <laughs> fucking times, guys. <laughs> four times. <laughs> Jesus Lord. All right, so let's get into the uh let's get into the big the fucking whale of this this episode. Ilkai. Huh. Ilkai's gone. Mm-hmm guys what in my in, in my mind i have this question what in the absolute fuck were they thinking i mean i know i know this really has a lot to do with how Ilkay felt and what he needed in this contract but what in the fuck was the management or excuse me, management upper management thinking when Putting this contract together for him, knowing that Barça was barking on his uh, barking at his door, like how would you
1: not? How can you not try to match that contract offer? Like Pep, always especially says, to your captain, to your if, captain of all fucking people. If a player doesn't want to stay, like we don't know the ins and outs of it, you know we don't, and we haven't and, heard it yet either it could legitimately be that it could legitimately be him being like, you know what? I would really like to go live in Spain for a little bit for the last part of my career, you know? And like, like you were saying, Joe, like, (laughs) he's not, he's not going to be able to put up 34 games in that role. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's not that guy. Like he needs to be in a position where he's being rotated and stuff. Whereas Barca does not really like to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Although maybe that's what they're bringing him in for is to be that kind of, I don't know, you know, that kind of guy. Um, but I don't know. I just, because it can't be playing time that he's really complaining about, you know? No, absolutely he, not. He, he...
2: I think him and Rodri played the most minutes at everybody on the team this year outside of like maybe Ederson, but that's to be expected with a keeper. It's just it's an odd fit for me, just because everything I've seen is that they're expecting him to fill the bu- Busquets role as the holding midfielder and we saw him fill that with us and that just wasn't his best spot he he Mm -hmm. was so much more effective as an eight sitting in front of rogery and getting the freedom to roam and that's what made it so dangerous was kevin and him picking and choosing who was going to make a run forward uh you know dropping between lines and picking up the ball and 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 turning and carrying it and finding that incisive pass um and with what Barça seems to be wanting to do is just have the like 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 for like replacement with with Sergio Busquets, and that's just he he can't put up forty games at that spot. That's that's too much on a thirty two almost thirty three year old's body, especially when he's not the most physical guy. He's a smaller smaller uh, midfielder, and you already got Pedri, and you have Gavi already. Then those two same spots that he would fit most likely into, so mm-hmm. it's it's just a, an odd fit for me, but. I'm gonna miss him, but this seems to be a recurring theme because the previous year we lost Fernandinho. The year before that, um we had uh Vinny. Sergio, Sergio was gone, and then about the year oh, right. before that was Vinny, and then the year before that was uh Torre, the year before that was Pablo Zabaleta. like we've every year it seems like we've lost one of our David Silva in there too. Um, mm-hmm. one of our staples, one of our you know, legends of the club. So it's becoming a yearly thing where at least one of our one of our main guys we have to say goodbye to. And thankfully, we've come out the other end on every single one of them looking really good. So I, I wish him nothing but the best. And I love Elkai for everything he's done for the club um, and just had to see him go. Yeah, I mean, Kev is the
1: last one from the team that Pep took over, right? Free so- Pep, yeah, he came mm-hmm. when Manuel
2: Pellegrini was there. So he, we. Have... A group. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah, like, he's no, he's the last holdover.
1: Like the, I mean, the the point, like his his size. I mean, you can't you can't be like, oh, he's gonna replace a six foot two Busquets, and he's what like mm-hmm. he's he's five sports ten, five rating 11. five ten, yeah. So he's like five nine and chain, like my. Yep. Like it's a, he, I don't know. I, I like you're saying I wish him nothing but the best and I will love to watch him play wherever he plays with respect as long as they're not playing us, in which case, fuck you, Gundo. Um yeah. it, you know it yeah. Cheers, man. Good luck. Good luck to you and yours.
0: A big Bye. cheers to Gundo. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's let's talk about the quote unquote replacement of Mateo Kovis Kova Chech, Kova Setch Which one is Kovacek? it again? Kova stitch, stitch. Cova okay. Stitch. I, I, every Cova, time I look at that, Cova. I, right. Every time I look at that eye and I Cova. see that little U above it, I'm like, <laughs> "Am I supposed to accentuate that a little?" Whatever, doesn't matter. They're talking about this is this is the replacement for El Khaygun to What what would a it take to be that guy who does replace him, uh, in good fashion, um, b how long do you think it would take how long do you think it's going to take for him to fit into our midfield the guy um, is an
1: absolute professional mm -hmm. so i do not think it would take him much time especially with like coming in early in the summer he's going to start digging in early with pep i don't think i think that by the start of the season he's ready to roll um I mean, you know, what four time Champions League winner? Like, he is, he's a friggin' pro. And as far as Gundo replacement, I mean, we have to be really Gundo lost a leg or two in the running. Uh, so it's not really like a pace deal that we're missing out on, but in the swap, uh, we're missing a shooting technique, I would say, because mm-hmm. um, Gundo, man, he could bend the ball. Mr. Whippy, um, you know? <laughs> uh, but to be fair to that, Kovacic can crack him. Um, so like I, I don't know. I think I think he's gonna be a great, a great midfielder in our rotation.
2: Yeah, he and especially he for has, 25 fucking million. Yeah. He he's got some of the similar qualities to Gundo where he he's good at picking up the ball and progressing it uh in between the lines and carrying it uh forward. So we're not he's he's not gundo, obviously, but he he can. Phil, some of the things that Gundo did well. I think the most like replacement we're going to have is Phil. I think this is going to have Phil play more centrally. We saw him mm-hmm. move that way uh, come the end of the season when he was subbing back in, because after his his appendectomy, he was pretty mm-hmm. much a super sub every game, and he was strictly coming in for either Gundo or, or Kevin. He wasn't playing out wide anymore. So I think he's the, the main beneficiary of and personally, we would expect to pick up the production. Um, and with for Kovacic fitting in, midfield, it's a different animal when you're coming into Pep's system. Think of the guys who have really struggled in that first year, and they've mostly been wingers. Jack, Mares struggled mm-hmm. mightily to fit in that first year. Midfielders don't usually tend to take that much time to adapt to what we'd like to do. And his skill set fits exactly the type of play style that we like to to do uh so and like kyle said he's played in the biggest clubs possible he played in madrid he was in chelsea mm-hmm. and now so the jack and riyadh had to learn how to play at a big club because they were coming from mid perennial mid-table to bottom table teams and had right. never played on this stage before kova has played on every big stage imaginable between playing for a croatian national team Um, Mm -hmm. And like those big clubs we've had before. So I think it's not it's going to hit the ground running with us uh, going forward.
0: Not only that, but he's been on the big stage. So that's something that I feel is definitely needed, especially with the direction or the trajectory that we're going in, um, because it looks like the standard. And I know we talked about the standard last episode, but the standard is going to be champions league obviously premier league is is already just that's that's has to be the main goal but now champions league because of really the field of different teams um we can we have we have easily a chance to win it again next season if we continue to play on the way that we have
2: yeah we'll definitely be favorites going into both of those two competitions absolutely
1: yeah, totally absolutely so let's and, talk about. Go ahead, well, Kyle. I don't know if you're about to lead into this, but if so, uh, the Guardiola rumors—that's just a beautiful tie-in for having Kovacic here. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that that Croatian connection ain't no Croatian, joke. Yep. Yep. And yep. That's I exactly think, where I was going to lead into. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> mind um. meld, baby, mind meld.
1: <laughs> uh, powers come back.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we need to each get one of us, uh, each one of us, a ring with a yeah. different uh with a different sign on it like somebody be earth somebody be heart. Yes. <laughs> if yeah. you don't know that <laughs> reference you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> You're way too fucking young. <laughs> so I was I was looking over our Instagram the other day and we had this kid he's probably year 9 over there in England. Oh, okay. And it clearly states on our on our profile page that it's not not suitable for 18 and under. Shout out to that kid if he's listening. If you're listening, I hope you're getting some good city shit and you like listening to the the vulgarity and the uh
1: I mean in the UK, I feel like cussing like that uh, uh, like yeah <laughs> it's so commonplace by year nine, like <laughs> <laughs> you fucking don't.
2: He's got a better repertoire than we do, I'm sure. Right. So yeah, he can teach us a thing or two on how to curse the right way.
0: Leave you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're <laughs> we're we're open to that. If you would like to uh come on and bring some different terminologies. I I I learned a new one the other day, J Bag. Thank you, Risa, yeah, I was actually wondering to. about
1: what it. What is is jape? Like, I saw that and I was like, uh, I like. I so, appreciate, like, I value my you know creativity when it comes to cussing, but I don't know. That. Right. <laughs> so
0: he didn't. He didn't really ex- fully explain like the breakdown of how like it became J bag, but he said basically in American terms is it's a hoe. I was like, you know what? That sounds like so much better than just being like that fucking hoe, I'm like fucking J bag.
1: Nobody knows <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about except for the people who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know? It really doesn't make any sense to me, though. What the fuck is the J? Because, like, it is the J. If I'm being honest, like, like that—that that only relates to a racist term, anti-Semitic term uh, that I've. Yeah, heard before. We... <laughs> <laughs> um, we won't use that. No, we're against <laughs> these terms. Uh, but <laughs> slut shaming, I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> slut shaming is fun to a certain extent. <laughs> to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, you
0: know. Um, but yeah, like even. I like using Bell End every once in a while. That makes me. Oh, feel I good love Bellend. Like, off the
1: tongue.
0: <laughs> it does. It does. And it, people are like, what the fuck did he just say? Especially like I get Americans that like they just like it. Like I'll I'll look at the people who like some of my comments and like where they're from. And a couple of Americans will like it. I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck a Bell End is probably. Yeah, maybe. 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 Like I did. Him? I did have I did have somebody come up in the local grocery and uh give me a shout out on wearing my red and black away shirt
1: oh i love that one
0: yeah right right and and he he called it he properly said i like your kit and i was like thanks man all right you know what you're talking about i (laughs) dig it who do you have for that one grealish that's jackie Uh, jackie boy yeah you and i both yeah and he he even he even made the comment about him he's like dude that man is celebrating I said i know so am i <laughs> well and for real like they've they've
1: been in for a year doing this stuff you know yeah. like well, it's all done you won three of the biggest trophies you can in europe um like it, did you see the one where he's like literally like taking like the <laughs> the shot chug of gray goose from calvin mm-hmm. phillips oh yes
0: man, the- <laughs> beautiful it's a beautiful sight. Like I in in the back alley like with that. a bottle of champagne.
1: Oh yeah, I don't mind. I mean, bottle of champagne is one thing. Bottle of <laughs> great Goose is another. <laughs> well. Somebody told me today I should have
0: put that video of me up of me spraying myself with champagne after we won the CL. You didn't put it up. Uh, I did, but I didn't like tag it right and shit because uh, I wasn't trying to go viral. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so Look like a fucking badass running around the yard. Great so, day. Gavardial, indeed, he he is from the way that you know the landscape looks, one of the best center backs in the sport in the world. Yeah. Um, He's young; he's got a lot left in him. What do you see him bringing to City? Moreover. Him being paired with Ruben motherfucking Diaz.
2: That combo is just very tantalizing. Especially on imagine. that friggin' corner. Oh my gosh, right? We we saw that firsthand in the Champions League, uh his his quality in the air. So right. And with the what appears to be imminent departure of Americ Laporte. There is definitely a role to be filled with another left-sided center back. And Josco at 21 has all the potential in the world to become the best defender in the world. And you pair him with the guys that we currently have. Who are and, among the
1: best defenders in the
2: world. Or, you know, <laughs> and uh, with the coaching staff that we have, the, the sky is the limit. And from what I have understand, he's what came out today, again, Rumors um, on Sunday is that he's told Leipzig that he only wants City and he wants to to go there this season. And what re- would be remain at this point would be for City and Leipzig to hammer out contract or not contract, but a a, a fee for him. And more rumors were it was ninety mil plus some add ons that would bring the total package upwards of one hundred twenty m's, which would be the yeah. highest total defender in transfer League history, history. So, yeah so PSP, i, I oh my gosh i hope he comes though it would be so nice to have him and ruben and kyle if stays and a and ake who stepped his game up it would be lights out defense in that situation
1: especially it, when it, we're in a back three situation now right
2: mm-hmm. you gotta need because if you're gonna have three out there two will definitely be needed for reserves and to rotate in and out. So, because that's one of the positions we've historically had the most injury trouble with. So, you know, they're going to get game time.
0: I think it worked right. a lot. Do we be tension? Could we potentially be seeing the makings of one of the best center backs to ever play the game being that he's already come in. He's already, he doesn't have a whole lot of achievement, but obviously his play style is something to be looked and sought after. Um, do you think with City's coaching staff, specifically the people that he has around him—Ruben Diaz, uh, if he's still there, Kyle Walker, uh, Johnny Stones, Nathan Ake—do you think that th- that those guys will help him elevate his game beyond anybody's
1: understanding? As long as he's open to it. And then you have Pep. And oh, of course. But yes, absolutely. I think that's why he wants to come and play with City is because he knows that he's 21. Mm -hmm. There's a world still that he hasn't reached. A whole multitude of levels that he has not even come close to. And if he's playing at this level without hitting those, he he has to know that like this is just the starting point. I want to go play for the best manager in the world, best club in the world. Best club in the world. Jinx.
2: Yeah, cheers. <laughs> and by the way, Joe, Ruben, we're the same shirt. <laughs> oh, we are? <laughs>
1: yeah. Beautiful. Mind melt yeah. again.
2: Gotta love that. And uh Akanji is 27. Ake is 28, yeah, Akanji is, too. Fuck. Diaz is is 26. So all of those guys are sitting there right in their prime. And you bring in somebody who's 21, um, that can learn from them. Help push them and make them better because competition is always a good thing as long as everybody wants to be there because we've seen some guys who didn't really want to be here, which meant they needed to go because they didn't want to compete for their spot. Um, And that's just going to make the whole crew better. And he can see himself staying here for a long time, I would think. So why wouldn't you want to come play here?
1: I mean, we've proven that we are not the kind of team to kick you out for a shitty a shitty season or a shitty couple months or whatever um we'll give you time and you just have to give us time you know Mm -hmm. and that's like we see it with these other players that like dig in for a decade or whatever and those players are only loved by the club and the supporters just just be a respectable person Mm -hmm. come in
0: do your job Kyle, I've got a question for you. This is something that you had made mention of over this past weekend. Um, you're, from what I understand, a bit skeptical about him coming in and what the dynamic will be going forward with a a big contract and be the amount of minutes that he's going to want. Can you explain a little bit more on that?
1: Well, it's just the concern whenever. I mean, that that's what I mean is you got to come in with the right mentality. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a concern of him being 21 and maybe doesn't have the right head on and maybe he, you know, doesn't come in the way we need him to, um, and just wants to be a diva because he does have this high, Jack came in massive price tag Mm -hmm. and was humble about it. Like he understood just because you came in with a hundred million dollar price tag doesn't mean you're going to be playing every week. Right there we go week by week we go day by day how you're doing in training as to whether or not you're going to play that next day and you have to yeah you have to show up every single day and prove that you deserve that position and i mean i'm sure he's going to you know be gifted some of those starts anyway just because of that price tag but we aren't the club to pay 120 million for you and start you all the time because of it right because you have to earn that play right. time yeah if he does come so hopefully i'm wrong i mean i'm not not necessarily wrong but i mean like hopefully it's just that's not the case hopefully he does come in as a well-matured 21 year old who's ready to just learn more and play the game i think that as
0: previous with other players that pep has brought in spice tag aside he he's obviously he's done his his bit of research of the characteristics and the personality of these players that he's bringing in, and what they could or could not do to hurt the team as a whole. Um, Super he bad doesn't. Point. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have time for that mentality. He does. It, it, it's very evident, and if you, you watch the training videos um, or the training streams for the season, he doesn't have time for bullshit. And he will make you sit if you if you give him bullshit
2: Joao Cancelo we're looking at you buddy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Big time. Eyes on you. <laughs> that that, that was actually exactly.
1: Yeah. So and the funny thing about that guy is he was walking around like he was he was uh man we gave him a shot that he was not even going to have and then made him into one of the best what he fullbacks. Is. Yeah, exactly. What piece of shit, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Please, <laughs>
0: but do not. This do is not. the I mean, place. technically a
1: city player again, right? So we got to technically. He is
0: technically. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how long that, you know, it'd be funny is if he like, if his, if his market just like became non-existent because people have realized that he is a crybaby diva. Oh, it already um, seems like that. Right. He does. So uh, like, I'm wondering, is his market value and l- Likeability, for lack of better terms, gone out the window with how he performed both at City and at Bayern.
1: That's what I mean. It already seems like that. Like, especially with how he performed at Bayern. Like, he yeah, he had some good matches in there. Don't get me wrong. He did. But he had like one good assist. I was going to say like six matches, maybe out of thirty something. Mm.
2: The only team I've seen he never started Barcelona, and they're not. They don't have the money for him,
0: so nor can they probably register, which is another thing going back to Ilkai. Are they able to even register his ass? Like it, it doesn't like, they were still
1: talking about players from last season that they couldn't even register. I think I saw that they, that they are going to be able to, but I don't, I don't know how much validity there is in that report. Yeah. So I don't I know. Would imagine my- that,
2: that that Gundo at this point got some very high assurances for the people in charge that would be able to be registered since he wants some consistency in his life. So, least what words are anyway. word,
0: words? Words <laughs> are words until they're actions. That's the way well, I look at it.
2: Amen to that, brother.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if he Especially gets in the part time. Especially, like, like, and just going back to that, just for a small second, like putting him at a defensive holding position does not make fucking sense. It's a waste. It's a complete it's a waste, waste of a talent, player. It is his abilities, absolutely. What, does he think, does, does, uh, does Chavi think that he's going to be able to fucking like basically command the midfield in the, in the forwards from that position? Because it would be no different than him being a defender. You can't uh-huh. expect your defender to be able to yell all the way up the pitch. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of defensive holding mids, we have been linked and there is, from what it seems what it seems that Declan Rice will be coming to Manchester in blue is I mean, is hold on is this really fucking necessary
1: so think boldenhard i'm i'm just going to say <laughs> my assessment of him as a player is I've never really been too impressed by him if I'm being honest mm. like I mean I think mm-hmm. he's a great player but he's not like how Jack was to me like when I watch Jack I'd be like wow that is that guy really is talented when I watch him right. I'm like he's good he passes the ball like it, it's it, you know he's not he's he's somebody I would bring in as like a like a squad player not as like a star signing And Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong. he's like He is a great player. It's just when we're talking about City, we're talking about, like, not just 11, but more like 20, what, 20 couple of the best players. And, like, I I don't know.
0: You're talking about every single English player that's on our team, for the most part, is on the national team.
1: Exactly.
0: Every single player, Um, I think, on our team is on their national team. But, (laughs) you know. um, Well, he's got – just real quick, is Cole is Cole in the U twenty ones? Then,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, he
0: is? okay. okay. Um, I have the same sentiment as you, and I'll let Joe go here in a second. But I have the same like the same thoughts. He he's a good player. He does good, but like when I think when I think of the English national team, if I'm going to pick my starting eleven, Declan Rice doesn't make it. He could. If they wind up a specific way, but they don't. They're running a four-three three as it stands with Southgate.
1: Who do they play in holding there for, with the four three three?
0: Henderson? Yeah, but, well, no, he what? plays like he plays the eight or the or the seven. Excuse me. Right? Winger? He plays left side of the mid. Oh. If I remember correctly. Someone there's probably maybe, maybe there's they put a little, you
2: there. Maybe they put Jude back there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is a waste. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Gary,
2: Garrett, Garrett, that's a Garrett Southgate for you, bro.
1: But, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I, – I, do I think he'd be great? Do I think that he has an opportunity to be an, an even better player like we've seen happen time and time again under Pep? absolutely um you know he's still young uh it, it, I, I don't know i don't know so he's, let's let's think let's think about our current formation right
0: 3241 4 one we, we'll, let's just say we get all. you're going to probably put him at the quote unquote left back position with nathan ake switching back and forth with him um obviously your middle is going to be Ruben Diaz, and then your right side is going to be either Kyle Walker or... Um, a kanji Well, he usually plays over on the left side, so that's why I was kind of not putting
2: Jessica, him there. That, but... left, that left would probably be a Ake and Gavardi all switch in, and the right side would probably be a kanji and, and Walker since they're both right-sided.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's let's talk about the defensive holding mids that we have right now with either Johnny Stones, who's been basically a staple there since they've moved into that position or into that formation. And Rico Lewis, or shit, who else who else played beside him besides Rico?
2: It was Johnny and and Rodri as our main two, and then Rico Johnny Rodri. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. And yeah, Rodri. Calvin and, and Rico were the the main backups, and that and that two spot in those two spots.
0: Do do we see a potential pairing if he if Pep, which it seems like he's going to keep his formation? Do we see him at some point if 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 Declan Rice comes in lining up Rodri and Declan at that on those positions, which would be what your four and your five? Totally. I, I think that'd be a great pairing, honestly. So now that goes to the question of now what happens to Calvin Phillips? Or what Stones-y, happens to Rico way. Lewis? What happens to Stonesy?
2: There's a lot like of leaders. Do you, do you, this you only play sure. do
0: you only play that pairing in big matches where you absolutely
1: need a defense?
0: Or do you run it's... that
1: kind of regularly? It's a match by match decision because not sure. I, you have to you have to field a team that's going to attack whatever you think that they're going to put up against you. Cuz some teams are going to play open against us, some teams are going to park the bus to get a bu- the bus against us like you have to like in those situations we don't want. You know, we we want two more attacking players. Cuz like even like like Stonesy in that role by the way, I'm loving. Like, his, his runs have just been like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I I think, I, I don't know. If we brought him in, I think it would be a great signing. I just hope we don't spend a lot of money. That's the way I'm going to round that out. It's, but
0: that's what it's looking like. It's looking like it's going to be upwards of 80 mil.
1: Yeah, it's not my checkbook, though. So, I mean, yeah. 80, yeah, mil I mean I right. 80 mil I could take. Like, the, the the way the market is these days, I mean, Harry Maguire is 80 mil. So, what's the <laughs> Yeah, look at him.
0: Look at what he's done. Nothing, <laughs> man. You, <laughs> the big fridge. So I, that
2: Rodri and Declan Rice pairing would be very nice because they both have size, they both have ability on the ball, and they both have the ability to get forward and 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 help in the attack. But that would obviously come at the expense of John, who has nailed down a pretty much a pen, penned spot into the starting 11 um their talk was that Declan would come and then they would want money plus a Calvin Phillips type thing but Calvin is all has most recently been saying he wants to stay and and uh fight for his spot so we'll see maybe if uh if Kyle ends up leaving that opens up time for Johnny to play back there a little bit too and then Declan could fit in as a starting spot there and john can play next to some ruben um there's options if if uh guys move but um i'm a big fan of of declan if he would to come in but at the right price
0: so let's um let's finish this episode out talking a little bit about Maybe some potentials you would like to see. um, Maybe some changes you'd like to see with the squad formation um, in accordance to if we sign these specific players. um, What are some things that you guys are looking for coming up for these guys and how things could potentially change?
2: I've mentioned it a little bit earlier with what I'm most looking forward to seeing and I am super excited to see the growth of Phil Foden into uh, this spot that he most naturally fits in and what everybody has envisioned him as mm-hmm. as a more of attacking midfielder playing in that central role I and it's his natural to... position isn't it that's what he grew up playing and he played the wing out of necessity to get playing time and development and to help us out in a spot that we were weak in uh but the plan was always for him to move inside and and play that attacking midfielder role, and I think that's gonna we're gonna see him blossom even more than we already have uh, this upcoming season. Because I think this new formation that they that they came upon uh, is perfect for the skill set of the players that we have, and it's very difficult for other teams to play against. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing what what Phil has to offer. I love the formation. I think we stick with that, and and roll and roll with it um and as far as incomings I, I if they sign josco even if we don't get rice i like what we have i think it would be nice to add another uh winger if if bernardo stays we'll be in in business out wide still with jack and bernardo and Riyad. but if by chance we lose bernardo we're going to have to fill a very large hole at one of the wings um and bring in some competition out wide because we are getting a little bit older um those spots because bernie's going to be 29 Riyadh's i think on the wrong side of 30 so maybe some additional youth out wide would be helpful going forward
0: well let's let's bring this a little bit into perspective real quick and kyle we'll get your answer here in a second um as i'm looking at the roster right now we have one two three four five six seven defenders One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15 registered midfielders, and three forwards. Now, obviously, we know that Cole Palmer, Jack Grealish, and Phil Foden are all able to play the wing, but they are registered here as midfielders. Uh-huh. I think that if it's not this season, this window, maybe the winner or this coming, the next summers, we definitely need a young winger. I was really looking for Raphael Leal uh to be a target this um this transfer window. I know that as of right now, he is wanting to stay at AC Milan. Um
2: yeah. I think he re-upped his contract there too. Yeah, but he was I definitely someone I oh my god, run. I would love to have him too.
0: <laughs> um, but it, and it's the reason why I would love to have him is his close range ball skills. Um, when he gets down into the box, he is able to keep it away from defenders and get right down to the line. And that's something that I don't see a lot in a, a lot of the wingers, not that we have, but just young wingers in general. Um, yeah, I would really like to see, I would have liked to have seen him. Obviously it's not going to happen, but some an
1: archetype like him was something I believe that we need. That's actually the only thing I would say. Um, I totally agree with you. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, essentially going back to what you said, like a lot of our wingers just like don't identify as wingers. And so like that, that's their style of play. And and that's where that is lost. Like when we had like a Leroy Sané or, you know, these uh, Raheem Sterling, these guys who are like key, like th- their prime world is living on the wings. Um they just know how to maneuver in those areas better. And yeah, then you get those crosses that are just like, man, you, like it, it, beauty and not having those players changes the way our passing even works inside the box. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know. I wish we, yeah, I, we could have new young dedicated wingers that'd be beautiful, but I'm guessing that's probably in the one to two year plan for them anyway. Mm -hmm. things like that because I feel like again
0: this is this transfer window if we were going to go after somebody I feel like that news would have already broken by now um there I'm I'm just I'm just assuming that right now that some of the best the better wingers that we would go after are either still heavily contracted um or either that or they're just a head case and not worth the time
2: And we got to keep in mind the two extremes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and the international window doesn't open up until next, uh, well, Saturday of this week coming up. So that's when we'll probably see a little bit more movement on on that front. Because I can't think of a Premier League winger that we would be interested in bringing in at this point. So, Mm -mm.
0: I mean, Wilfred Zaha on a free. But yeah. It's I mean, on a free, that's
1: good. that. Yeah, if, if if that were a thing, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, that's the that's the only, especially right winger, because uh-huh. I feel like that's kind of what we need. Um, that's the only right winger in the PL that I would potentially go after. But I think that his heart is even still at United, so I don't think that that would ever happen. Just from a personal standpoint.
2: And he's older. And we don't usually tend to go for guys who are no at his age. So
0: what is no, his he resignation
2: is he 30 31 i think so he is 30 he'll be turning 31 in november so you're not going to shell yeah. out a big contract for somebody
0: at that no. point no it's no especially when you know most of their the shelf life for those type of players is your early 30s so mm-hmm. yeah, definitely definitely all right, guys, anything else you want to throw out, see if it sticks?
2: Uh-huh. I would like to laugh a little bit at Luke Shaw.
0: Um, What? Yeah,
2: that's not, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> I would like to laugh at Luke Shaw, who said that it was tough for him to, to watch us win the treble, and they're going to stop us from doing that next year.
0: Yeah, let's yeah, – I mean, uh, I mean let me let me find that in our in our uh group message because I want to read that verbatim. Uh from BBC, and- Luke Shaw Radio 5 Live. It was extremely hard watching City. I was not happy one bit with that. We can't let that happen again. It hurt me a lot in the club and the players. Well, you have a couple of options that you could throw up to the Glazers. And one of which would be like telling them to fucking leave. Um, so you can have these so we can have the oil money come into United and they can't talk anymore. Um, At least about that. Secondly, Luke Shaw. Who the fuck are you anyway? Build
2: a fucking bridge and get over it, buddy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Same year that your uh, your manager, you have to his mouth at the beginning of the season that said that uh, eras come to an end and we then turn around and win the treble. Yeah. So just some some very humorous quotes coming from the Man City, Man United side of, of, of things. And it's just so funny to see them talk and just look so foolish.
0: I'm I'm still loving Saf saying not in my lifetime, and now it's every time.
1: All the every time. every year, we yet we've we've done what your them. best team could do. Now, like, what else do you want? And and by the way, it's also been like what a decade since your club finished above us. Uh,
0: yeah, mean? yeah, and it's been um, almost two and a half since they did it themselves. So. Keep living yeah. in the past. That's really cool. You know, if that's what makes you feel good. Um, but honestly, what matters is the present and in the present, the blue side of Manchester is fucking King fucking Kings. All right, guys, that wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back with you in a couple of weeks, uh, actually with an interview potentially, um, got to get confirmation on that i know that's a little premature but i've only spoken to the guy once so uh we will sort that out and hopefully have him on um him being scott brokaw the joe you can you can correct me here but i just call him the chief um
2: he is is chief is a great term for him i love
0: that uh, all right well let's stick with it i'm gonna call him the chief of the capital city blue um OSC and he's going to come on talk a little bit about what he thinks what's going on uh, and give us a little insight as to his journey of being a city fan. So tune in for that next week and we will uh, we'll talk at you then. Have a good one fellas. Cheers. Thank you.